Bénédicte, 2013. Gabriel, 1930-1930. Kevin, Aïda, Sacha, Irwan, Matisse, 2005-2010. Aziz, 78, disparu. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Kitbag Conversations. This is the rebranded Croton Report podcast. Today we're just myself, Cody. We're going to be elaborating on why Croton Sunset, what the future for our little community is, and uh, why we are the villains of the infotainment community. <laughs> Info, there's a yeah, it's fucking it's Jesus Christ, bro. So yeah, some guy's probably sitting in his car right now, going to work on a one-hour drive. And he's like, why'd my favorite Instagram page get canceled? So I don't, I don't the know. Amount what to love, tell. The amount of love <laughs> like we got from people coming out there were like, really love the aesthetic of the page. Hope the podcast doesn't go away. You guys say really cool things for like, oh yeah, just go against the grain, shave against the grain once and watch the razor bump show up. Like, it's- oh God. <laughs> and that that's, that's literally 90% of it, dude. Is that, that's all that happened. We were like, Hey, maybe Russia might have a chance. And then everyone was just like, no, 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 no. And fucking full-on authors with like master's degrees getting ted talks like i perceive that uh russia in after the mud season might do another human wave attack and everyone's like good god what a fucking he's the next jesus christ or you you sit down and read any book on russian history they're like number one they always kill off their minority population first before they send in their own guys and then number two um there's no h plus one adjust fire it's one year down, that didn't work. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, so we get, it's like, oh, 300,000 casualties? Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Halfway there, boys. Like that. So, uh, God, who was it? Jake J- or AFV was uh, saying that? Who said the 500,000? Uh, no, it was uh, Lethal Minds Journal. Graham over there was telling me, he's like, because he got a degree in like Russian studies. He's oh like, my God. oh, yeah, they don't even consider quitting until they have 500,000 dead. That's right. That's not even casualties. That's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, that's It and is for an ancient population of 149 million. How many women did they get? There's 88 million displaced people. I'm yeah. not going to say there's 3 million fighters that are just hiding. But yeah, dude, that's in, <laughs> that's insane. We lost 5,000 I I think somewhere around like 5 or 6,000 in Afghanistan and all of America's mm-hmm. like, my god. We need to build another Vietnam wall. <laughs> like and yeah, Russia's yeah. just like nope. We need five hundred thousand to consider or, uh, quitting. <laughs> like what? there was all those bigger like those Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts going. It's day four in the war in Ukraine, and they've already lost more people than America lost post nine yeah. eleven. Like it's not even the same kind of war. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Russians fought in Chechnya twice, and I think sustained ten thousand casualties each. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, KIA. I, it was KIA, not even casualties. Yeah. Those numbers are fudged, anyways. And then you have missing it. Yeah, dude, Russian wars are like crazy. Cause I remember we went on like that, uh, like back on Croato and we were like, you guys need to read the Wagner wiki page. It's out of this mm-hmm. world. It's the same thing with like the Chechen war. It's like, okay, 10,000 dead, you know, 50,000 missing. You're like missing. Like the Russians just wrote off 50,000 dudes. Or missing like question that. mark. Yeah. Like, like, oh, it, they used to be Soviets. We're just going to chalk them up. Chechens would be ours anyways. That's where they are. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's so, oh, it's, it's so funny. I mean, it, it is. It's like when, and, and for, you know, if you're in your car and you're listening or whatever, all I can say is, bro, this, this whole thing about the land that shall not be named fighting Russia is a radioactive waste dump on Instagram, Twitter, and it, 
our engagement dropped right off the face of this earth. I don't know how many times you and I talked about the fact that like your followers would go to like, it stayed at 24.3 for like eight months and you'd post something and it would go up like a thousand and then delete. And then even I, I would at be one point it was, a uh, it was gaining like the account that we were running, got 800 followers a week and lost yeah. 802 followers a week. I'd be talking to you and you'd be in the fucking chat and you'd be like, Hey man, uh, you see that story? I'd be like, no, I didn't see your fucking story. You haven't posted a story in like five days. And I'm like, and then it just auto unfollowed you like every other week. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, it was really funny for the listeners out there. We announced uh kid bag conversations. And within three days we had what? 12% of the Croatoan account migrated. Yeah. Those that viewed the no, video. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, those... yep. It's, which is number one. Thank you, uh, Cody, for all those edits. They are hysterical there <laughs> shout out to I'm, afe for being a good sport he, i fucking love jake <laughs> jake is, i love it because like i'm i'm a, for those that don't know i'm home all the time i'm a disabled veteran so i just get to shit post all day and hang out with the crew and so when matt's at work jake's at home he's he's done at work so i'm just like hey jake what's up? <laughs> and we just shit post until matt gets off work but hey dude hey I don't, I, he's like, that guy is so, he's so, he's so smart too. He's like yeah, what, 23. He's young. Yeah. So. That's what happens when you beat your kids. They learn tanks. No, uh, <laughs> no, dude, AFV is the best because like, it'll be like the difference between tanks will be like one sensor on the turret and he'll see it and he'll be like, that's a, a T72BA. And some guy in the comments will be like, well, there's the wind sensor. He goes, no, that's not a wind sensor. That's a, that's a, prick e6 antenna and it's like oh wow and he does all of this just for the comment thread to be like russian sympathizer and i'm like god it's, uh, he posted <laughs> one the other day with uh it was like an anniversary he's like oh it's been one year since the <clears throat> war in ukraine and he posted a like a t72 with a wide boy z on the front and all these comments were like <laughs> russian sympathizer you putin chill and the funniest thing was not the comments but the people who replied to the comments they're like ah ha ha ukrainian flag in bio <laughs> <laughs> so like, opinion toxic. invalid and it's just a civil it's just so toxic <laughs> <laughs> it's just like let hey let our little boy play with the tanks, all right? It's just this little little British boy. I like tanks. <laughs> like, he's a of sympathizer. Leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Oh, man. I, I expected more because, you know, you and I have both posted pictures with uh, the Telenyashka on. He was like, I expected oh, yeah. more hate from that one. But, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I live in the D.C. area, and I wear that thing in public all the time. And instead of, you know, in the nation's capital where they should know what this comes from and what this is, uh, okay. kids ask if it's from Call of Duty. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, at least you kids know. <laughs> my, uh, my brother-in-law, he was the uh, PAO for the 101st Division. So he went all over Europe. And when I got that for Christmas and I threw it on, uh, he's like, is that a Polish PT shirt? And I'm like, it might as well be. But if you're not tracking on the podcast, the Russian Marines and Airborne Forces have a T-shirt that are like, eight bucks and they have horizontal blue lines red lines for spetsnaz and i think black is another one but they have all different yeah yeah just put that bad boy on it like makes you look three times bigger and uh listen to some Uh, you tuck it into your skin tight booty shorts and you're like yeah i'm feeling good (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) i just walk around and just squat as low as possible and i make sure everyone's (laughs) lucky 
Oh, let, shit. It's so let funny. You, let your balls fall out of the liner. That's how That's how your alpha, not by your Gymshark, yeah. not by your Dwayne Rock Johnson workout attire. The cheapest, thinnest shorts. No compression shorts. Put your balls the in the bad boys. Free flow, you know? Yeah, let those <laughs> balls head low. Ask to grass squat and let everybody see that ball outline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then pose in the picture, post it on social media, feel like having an ass fatter than your girlfriend is more important than doing 20 crunches in a row. <laughs> <laughs> skinny kids, with, skinny kids with ads or like fat chicks with tits, they don't count. <laughs> but yeah, I guess for everyone going forward, we're really... We're going to take a huge break on Ukraine because simply it's not worth it. it so. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. That's <laughs> the problem. It's like, uh, like uh, who was, it? there was a couple of, I won't name any pages, but there's all the videos of the Russian Marines respawning all across <laughs> Bakhmut. <laughs> they were like, yeah, 1,200 guys made a uh, head-on charge across a landmine field, and everyone died. And then a video showed up like 45 minutes later of them still alive on the other side of town. We're like, are the Marines or not? How do you identify these guys? Well, but you can you can get a, a Russian VDV helmet online for like 500 bucks. Oh, well, let's stay in all. Yeah. Let's stay in all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the ones with blood stains have like a little discount out there, like yeah, damaged, uh, damaged condition. Yeah. <laughs> His brain is in it. I, I did. I don't. It, like you said, it's fun. It's easy. There's so much going on every day. But the problem is, is that if you don't blindly support the the one side in everything, like not just a little bit, but I'm talking everything. Like Ukrainians fart gold and shit rainbows. It's like so like you can't question it you can't think about it just blind support so i think we should like totally just go we should be like all con s2 and just look at china that's all we should do we should just he's i love him because he's like i don't know anything activities in africa <laughs> oh dude oh god that that'd be dope that's what we should mm -hmm. do and then we'll this like our thing everybody give us money on the patreon so we can go to africa and like hang out just like catch the kit bag conversations in South Africa. Like, uh, this is executive outcomes. We're going to be hanging out with them for a week. <laughs> Holy shit. You're all up right. to an AIDS patient on a bike. You're like, swing on over here, pal. We got an interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. For that though. I mean, was Alcon today posted that, uh, stories like, Hey, you know, South Africa is on the brink of civil war. They've had yeah. civil unrest for three years. Their economy's floundering. A lot of people forget this, but they have like, the highest AIDS concentrated AIDS population on the planet. And it's something like 40% of their country. Why? I'm going to look it up right. Um, they're raw dogging, dude. They're not good Catholics. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what stops it, right? Like, we just hold on. Um, uh, AIDS population. Yeah, here we are. South Africa AIDS population. It is. Um, sex. 15% of the population has full-blown AIDS, but that's it's not you know, HIV. Yeah, not HIV. <laughs> you got full-blown not, 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 not that playful little toy, you know, you get at college. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, I mean, I sent it to Alcon earlier. I was like, hey, you thought America letting in 100,000 Ukrainians was bad. I don't think we want AIDS running around again. So. That, well, I mean, that was weird. Like the AIDS epidemic in the eighties was weird. Cause like nobody, it was like, nobody knew like princess Diana mm -hmm. hugging an AIDS patient was like, 
she touched a leper. And it's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on, bro? Instant ban right here. Remember Fauci was like, just put him in camps and let him die off. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. He's that's how long he's been in the game. Is like Fauci's yeah. been and like like you said, instant ban. We're not talking about the magical disease. We're gonna to, Fauci's been in the game for like 40, 50, or actually he's like 80, isn't he? So yeah. he's been a, well, a doctor. When did like, AIDS get big? Like mid 80s, like 84, yeah, that, 85. And nobody under Something Magic like Johnson got AIDS, and then it was like, My God. He and donates then, blood, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because he injects money. That's how you can AIDS <laughs> if you watch South Park. The French the French CDC came out and had a cure for AIDS back in like the early 2000s. They're like, yeah, as long as you have enough money, it's, you know, you can do it. And America's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Watch this. AIDS and cocaine. War on drugs. (laughs) Like, what the hilarious topic. (laughs) Before we were like, yeah, here's the current situation inside of Kiev. And then a year later, we're like, AIDS. AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) AIDS. People seem to forget that. Like, that's what we should do. We should go down the 1980s rabbit hole. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll do like, Okay, dude, like the DEA in the 80s. Uh, you ever you guys watched Narcos season one? That is such a oh my god, such a great show. Uh, Kiki Camarena, Miami Vice, yeah, Miami Vice. Like, That's me, yeah. <laughs> like the CIA killed the DEA agent in Mexico. That happened, that fucking happened. Oh, and man. Like, yeah, that's a maybe that could be like a special focus thing for like once a month for like special focus, boom. Uh, cocaine oh yeah we just that would be fun just like you follow our page one week we're doing cocaine next week we're doing aids and then the next week we're hanging out with all con in the pacific like this is a triad uh we're talking about you know how uh chinese chemical plants are chemically castrating new zealand children (laughs) they're turning the freaking frogs gay like (laughs) alex jones came out he was like the government's after my two thousand dollar cat they were like (laughs) he is the funniest man on the planet he is it, when you take the snippets, like when he starts going on, like, are we the Alex Jones? Are we the Alex Jones of the infotainment? I think I don't. I don't think we are. Who do you? Intel Slava. Intel Slava. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he's so bad. If there's some guy I could just talk to, be like, hey man, why? Where does this? Come yeah, from? yeah. Who <laughs> hurt you? <laughs> it's like glory like, to Intel, huh? Like, uh. What's your credentials here, Bucko? Yeah, like oh, what uh, about uh I mean, uh, if we could just start honing in on AI voice chats. That's what the money is. These new presidential yeah. AI things are literally all I live for. The president's browing down and playing CSGO heals this nation. <laughs> like personal oh favorite recently was uh it was, you know, Clinton, Biden, Trump, <clears throat> Bush, and Obama all playing. They're all playing together, you know, they're all shooting the shit. Uh, and four of them are on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. They're like, yeah, this was the shit. And Biden's just on Halo 2. He's like, I don't see you guys. Sneaky <laughs> yeah, Joe. It's it's uh yeah. oh, that they are curious, they are healing the country. The soul has been revived. Yeah. I I, I think it's great because you get to laugh at each each side. And my favorite, it it's 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 Trump. Trump's so zoned in the whole time. <laughs> But, yeah. Video games, though. I mean, Modern Warfare Two really psy up the planet into thinking that Russia could oh, number one dude. invade the continental U.S. <laughs> what a great segue! What a That's, great segue! Oh, I, I was talking about this with a buddy, and we, he was just like, 
I kind of want the Russians to win as an underdog redemption story. It's like, <laughs> I played you guys when I was nine. Please do your job. <laughs> Dude, it's... I, I was I was reading the comments on um who was it Alcon that's right because he keeps snipping me that bastard um he yeah. somebody wrote like oh we keep un we we overplayed the Russians we overplayed the Russians we we made them seem like this big big scary thing and it's like uh, I I'll, I'll ask you did we overplay the Russians before this were they actually good or were they shit the entire time what do you what do you think um, i think if you just wanted to be like very liberal minded on it and just like like a loose assessment like yeah but then yeah, if you I actually looked at the yeah oh yeah well it's like you need a big bad and like you said in the group chat like nobody wants to fight the chinese and the knee deep in swamp and muck and gunk and everything like in vietnam yeah open tank warfare in eastern europe yeah that's cool it's kind of what everyone wants to do the russians were the bad guys before just carry that big bad over but I mean, <clears throat> I was looking at an article from Rand, Com Rand Corporation last year. Oh, God, yeah. They're good, but they were talking they're about... They were they're like, weird. They, they, wait, go ahead. I like it. <laughs> Anyways. The, I like uh, Rand. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but they were talking about the uh, force structure. And they were like, yeah, everyone, uh, like U.S. military intelligence and CIA and everyone really focused on, like, what weapons they have. But they went, did everyone just forget that they're, like, one-third conscripts or uh yeah. one third contract two third conscripts and they're like yeah they did that modernization period between like 08 where they went hey conscription does not work to yeah. 2012 then they did that shock force into crimea did a really good job with that destabilized ukraine tried to overthrow the government didn't do too great but hey you know whatever <clears throat> but they were like yeah their economy if you look at it in terms of if your economy is always in a recession and you throw sanctions on it <laughs> that's not really yeah. going to do much because you're already in a recession and so yeah but they were just talking about the force structure of uh they were like yeah i mean you could have a vdv division but then you have two divisions worth of conscripts behind it so yeah like that's so that's what they were talking about and it was like oh actually yeah if you look back two years that makes sense because if you were reading about <clears throat> in the second half of 20 was it 2021 the Belarusians were coming out saying, like, the Russians are fucking assholes. They roll up, they steal everything. All they do is drink our booze <laughs> and they have sex with our women. They're like, these guys are very annoying. We don't want to work with them. But then you're like, oh, those were the conscripts. Yeah. Like, those weren't the those weren't the Marines. That wasn't the VDV or the Spetsnaz. Those guys were doing their own things, writing up battle plans and everything. But it was this conscripts just going like, yeah, man, what's going on? So in terms of, like, overplaying the Russians, <clears throat> like a loose statement, yeah. Yeah, because you know you never actually saw them in in theater. You never saw them perform. It's uh, like we haven't seen any F twenty twos flying over Ukraine because goddamn, we don't want to lose one. You know, because yeah. like, how does that actually perform in combat? So that's you can shoot balloons down all day, but it's there was an F sixteen. It was its first or like whatever. <laughs> I think was an F twenty two. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like looking at that. So it's like you could say that. I mean, we talked about in the group chat that looking in terms of like the American military where it's like, gee, what was such a weird time to be an American an American military man? Because it's like, Hey, you're fighting two wars, yeah. you're fighting multiple counterinsurgencies in Africa, in the middle East. You are also supposed to have enough forces to hold a two front war against the Russians and the Chinese at one time. And you're like, America did a pretty good job. Like, I mean, yeah, we burnt our guys out and then everyone who was good quit and left, but Hey, that was 20 years worth of comp. That was 20 years of 20 conflict. years. Yeah. The 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, you got what? How many people come in and out of the military for four years? Like a very conservative number of like, what, let's say 20 million people served in the military in 20 years. 
it's kind of a lot. It's a lot of guys who know what they're doing. They get out, yeah. they go back to the workforce. It's not really how it works in the Russian mindset because they get conscripted for two years. They get like a very infantry job. And if they want to be an Intel guy or a, like an Intel officer, or like a comms guy or something, that's when they, they're like, all right, well, you have to re-enlist. And so when yeah. you have cannon fodder, like the conscripts are like, all right, Central Asians get out of here. So it's, it's, it's a different way. <laughs> yeah. It's a different way of thinking. So it's like, Hey, yeah, they fought in Syria. They did pretty good. I mean, they pacified some things, but that was also Wagner. So you're like, yeah, it was asymmetric. That's right. It was so you're like asymmetric. They were doing really well, taking all the lessons we learned in like Afghanistan and Iraq and applying that in Syria, doing a really good job. But then conventional, I think, I think everyone just forgot how to fight conventional. Everyone <laughs> beat that ass, he bears. Like, dude, yeah, that... but it, it, yeah, I know that was so, a long winded yes, but yeah, you think we I don't, so that's the thing, like you said at the end, that's that's what gets it right. Is like the entire time we've been fighting Russia, it's been asymmetric, it's been Wagner mm-hmm. in Africa and like Spetsnaz, but mostly Wagner, and then in Syria, there was a little bit of VDV, there was some Spetsnaz, but once again, mostly Wagner, and everybody. And their mother is like, remember that time that America slapped some Wagner in northern Syria? It's like, yeah, that was fifth group. I was in that unit. I heard the whole yeah, story. One time? Yeah, one time. And it was what like about, and then you're like, what about the amount of uh hit packages the Russians put on us in Afghanistan? Oh were, yeah, that they were like, Hey, remember that one? Like dude, we that was getting them back. We were I mean, yeah, that's a whole different story, right? Like yeah, we smacked ass in fucking northern Syria, but it's like you're saying, like Afghanistan was everybody coming for a, a sucker punch. Like Iran was giving the Taliban shit. Russian Chechens were training the Taliban. Uh, you had Pakistani ISI running around in there. It, it we and we beat them all up. And I, like we could talk about the GWAT thing in a minute here, but like like you're saying, like did we overestimate them? It's like. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because, like, like I said, that one comment was like, "Oh, I always assessed it as low. I always thought the Russians were low. I always the, the guy was like butthurt about the fact that he called this and nobody cared, which is, you know, that's Intel, baby. That's showbiz, baby. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> you know, if the mission goes well, go fuck yourself. But it goes wrong, they're like, "Hey, too. What the yeah. hell? Hey, Intel nerd. What the? Yeah, and you can God help you if you're right. Like, right? Like, you never tell the commander. Hey, told you so. You want to get locked in a broom closet with a flashbang? <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, destroy my liver. I'm gonna kill myself slowly <laughs> over the next four years. <laughs> when I was when I was getting my commission. Uh, I put in Intel at the top and I, I, I was a distinguished, whatever. I was a really good cadet. Let's just leave it at that. I was a distinguished military graduate and my fucking professor of military mm-hmm. science. He's like, bro, let me tell you something. The two most thankless jobs in the entire military structure are Intel and signal because if the internet is working, nobody talks to the signal guys, but if it is, isn't working and everything's down, he's like, your head is going to go out that window, and he's going to threaten to throw you off the fifth story until the internet comes back on. Same with Intel. When you're right, you can't say, I told you so. But when you're wrong, dude, they're going to be slam dunking on your ass. They're going to be, oh, who's the who's the Intel guy now? We should just fire him. Can we trade him? Can we trade him? I, I, have, a, like, I have a funny story about that. So it's like I was in the Marine Corps where they were restructuring where they took like 18 MOSs and condensed them into like 12. So all of comm became... Holy shit. Huh. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, it, it's not a big 
it's not a big, I mean, it's not a big branch to begin with. There's like what, yeah. 180, 180,000, their current structure. I mean, I, I don't want to go into the weeds about Marine Corps doctrine or anything, but their current structure was something like if it dips below 180,000, they cannot operationally do their job and fight two wars at once. And they're pushing for 150,000. I don't know what their plan is. Hey, it's not my problem, but they condense like calm into radio operator and everything else. So everything yeah, else was God. like, <laughs> you know they used to call them wire dogs but they're like their whole job is to line the wire in a skiff or in a compound yeah. or something or in the field they were like oh now you're a data programmer and so they would just <laughs> walk around it's it was so fun i remember like one time we were doing a mission they're like hey uh zipper went down we really needed this to get fixed like absolutely so this chick came down like pressed something the entire back side of the ship's pop, like zipper went off and she's like uh, uh. just just disappeared <laughs> I was like, I would have hit too. Like, <laughs> she had no Dude. idea what she was doing. Oh my god, that is fucking awesome! Just like, so yeah, thank yeah, you. Dude, yeah, you're like a satcom guy, and then now you're satcom radio signal. You're fucking internet. You're like firewall. Mm-hmm. You're you're everything that's radio. I don't understand how the internet works, nor do I understand how the radio works. But you're gonna do all of it. It's like, mm-hmm. I I just wanted free college <laughs> like fucking but no i was gonna say uh somebody was saying yeah that they were saying we over we overestimated the russians and i'm sitting here i'm like dude does everybody remember january and december when the entire united states air force and navy was just like come on we gotta get these stingers and javelins in stinger like we were like sweating trying to bring javelins and stingers and iglas and at like mm-hmm. they were in Kiev, they were just handing out AKs. They're like, grab a gun and go. <laughs> like yeah, everybody's our, that's favorite topic of mine. That's <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, okay. Well, we have that is one thing that kind of like chaps my ass is because everyone goes like, oh, day 372 of Putin's three-day oh, war. Like, like, <laughs> like, he never once said this. Putin does not give a fuck. Like he it's like oh, no. that was the US. That was the U.S. Intel assessment. It's like, hey, you got three days before you should, uh, you know, back it up. But then, it, you know, it's when it comes to like. So I understand what you're saying about like yeah. overestimating them in the front half of like, yeah, we were jumping through hoops to get them to, everything. To we were like, that. we were like, hey, they are coming. Yeah. You better ready your ass because they're coming. Yeah. And then, you know, Ukraine, I kind of drug their feet a little bit. They're like, oh, we'll just dig trenches. They're like, hey, it's not a good idea. This is going to kill, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like what? A month later, we're like, oh, Ukraine's winning. Oh, yeah. They're winning. Got, they're uh, yeah. slowing they're them doing, down. They stop them. They're doing the deed. And we call, and that's what people seem to forget. If you actually scroll down in the Croatoan archive, like back a year, you'll see that we called mm-hmm. it because we were like, okay, the javelins and the stingers aren't supposed to be doing that. <laughs> like they're not supposed to be working that well and everyone's like, like uh helicopters don't get shot down in russia like, like, that, yeah. like what 70 in the first two oh, days Jesus, you're like dude. oh that's that's a lot i yeah but I my like, my answer to that question man is just like I, I i don't think we'll ever know and to sit there and be like oh look russia was weak like bro the united like the cargo the, the winner of the ukraine war is the cargo amazon is oh. Amazon and the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck? No, it's like because uh, I mean I live in the DC area and it's like the day after Ukraine gets invaded, there was a national level protest in DC about anti you know Russian sentiment. And I was like, where did you get all these flags? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude, can you imagine? 
I was like, yeah, I lived here for a little while. There's a small little borough where Eastern Europeans live, not 10% of the, the city. <laughs> Can you imagine being some fucking flag maker in like Podunk, North Dakota? And you're just like, I bought this huge sewing machine, mom. And I'm telling you, our life savings are going to pay off because everybody's going to order flags. And like months go by and nobody's ordering flags. The next, you wake up like February, what was it, like 25th? He wakes up and there's like 10,000 orders for Ukrainian flags. He's like, spread the presses up. We got to fucking go. <laughs> Call some Marines out in, in uh, San Diego. He's like, go to Tijuana. I need some friends real quick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need workers. <laughs> We're fucking burning. His, his mom comes in. How's it? Are you winning, son? And he's just like sweating in his underwear, burning through, making Ukrainian <laughs> there's a, flags. There's a like... mountain of mobile red pack sitting next to him. He hasn't slept in three days. <laughs> he's got like, what was that? What's that? Four flags made. what's that fucking energy drink they sell in southeast asia with uh nicotine in it it's like tiger blood or whatever it's like yeah he's sipping those with a cigarette in like i need more yellow like slam and high chews from japan he doesn't know that they're like it's the equivalent of six shots of tequila he's not ah it tastes to... the way fruity pebbles smells he's just he's just like sitting there after like an 18 hour shift of making ukrainian flags he's just like oh god oh god mama fucked up and she's like what honey and he's just like they're upside down i put the blue on the, the top and the, the yellow on but just turn them upside down. i'm freaking the fuck out man so it's like it's day four his fingernails are missing he slowly draws a z on his wall he's like you know what? <laughs> He's just like, I'm fucking tired of these goddamn flags. He puts on the VDV music video. He's like, yes. <laughs> he was I'm tired of, those... of working. He was one of those losers that George Wagner. <laughs> He's just like, I'm so tired of these fucking flags. Oh, shit. Actually, that's something I want to talk about. Um, propaganda in this war. Because, oh, my God. Number one, it's funny. Russian propaganda goes so hard. But number <laughs> two... <laughs> Because there was that video, you might have seen it, came out like uh, last month, about four weeks ago. It was by the, the Kremlin came out and they were like, hey, American veterans, you wanted to go out and take over the world and make it <laughs> safe for democracy. And you fucked up the Middle East. <laughs> so, if you actually want to do that, come over here and help us. Because if you want to be a Christian, why would you support a democracy? <laughs> it was... Like, it was he was like hitting up, checking every single box. He was like, "Yeah, what is a kid from wow. Wilmington, Delaware like?" Yeah, like, I remember that fucking video because like it was there's so like, choppy. It's oh the, my the, god! Just like pictures of Marines twirling rifles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your feminine army, like bro, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But some kid, some American vet. I don't know if you saw this. Some American vet. He was a soldier. I don't think he deployed or anything. Went -uh. to Ukraine and joined the international. <laughs> yeah, no, -uh. <laughs> no. -uh. <laughs> he went. He went to Fort AP Hill and goddamn war as hell. But, yeah, uh, God. I, I but, killed um, a lot of notional men. <laughs> Fucking sustained ninety percent casualties. <laughs> <laughs> he um. So he went to Ukraine. As, at first, he was like his story because you know he's defected to Russia. But his story was like, well, yeah, I wanted. I'm a anti. I'm an anti-fascist and I'm a communist and I went to Ukraine to fight Nazis and I was immediately met with the Azov Italian guys and they said that they were the Nazis and that they love eating babies and stuff. And number one, bullshit. Number two, yeah. 
So he was like, well, I was going to defect to Russia because that was my plan in the first place was to gather intel and give it to the Russians. And I was on the I was in the Dnipro River and I was going to swim across. But I saw snipers standing behind me and I was like, oh, this is when I knew they're not trying to stop people from coming in. They're trying to stop people from getting out. And so but he's like, so what I did and I ran in the CP and I grabbed all the papers and I sprinted in the middle of the night all the way over to the Russian lines. And I, you know, defected and I gave them everything. And that's why I'm here because I hate fascists and I love communism. And this RT news guy was blank stare. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? He was like, they're Nazis. He was like, yeah, I was some Croatian dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like, like, yeah. That, and then, cause Wagner came out there like Americans had 10 million of their countrymen join Wagner. Again, bullshit. He was like, because you got this one dipshit from like Toledo, Ohio to come over. <laughs> I'm like, join the Mauritians. <laughs> okay. oh, Dude, we oh, didn't yeah. even get 10 million to join in GWAT total. Like fucking you Wagner, know? fucking army recruiters down in like Savannah, Georgia, calling Wagner headquarters. How did you get that many? <laughs> like, what's well, your I secret? I to put a skull on my uniform because the last guy <laughs> who did that didn't do good. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck is it's uh, it, how god i hate this man it's like all this dumb 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 shit <laughs> once and we sit down and say like we hope ukraine loses it's like no let's be realist about this it's like yeah, it's, never once we sit down and you're like by the way i'm gonna spray paint z on my chest with a big circle around it and an x that says no bad <laughs> we, we donated two we donated like two tons to a, a group of guys that trained ukrainians and like we donated a ton of shit we helped them we did all types of stuff and we had a lot of connections we did a yeah. lot of stuff in that front half of the the front, front yeah, half of the, front war, of the but, war and then people started uh, shitting on us and then things got weird but i mean hey, it's, hey it we didn't even get 10 million guys to join g1 <laughs> that's what i'm saying bro like oh, god yeah. what a fucking riot this one this th thing another thing yeah it's like, uh like i mean we got a lot of flack for the ngo post that you and I like co-wrote. We're like, hey, uh, NGOs are in the way. If they wanted to support, they would get out of the way because they're not doing any good and they're just robbing people. And everyone's like, what NGOs no. are out there to no. help people and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we know what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Like every soldier uh, who joined the Foreign Legion is just like sitting there with an old AK, like mm -hmm. body armor tied to him. Like it's not even in a plate carrier. He's just got like two Walmart trash bags duct taped to him. And he's like, I'm out here fighting. I don't know where any of this shit is. though. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, it's I, crazy. If you look first, like what's the NGO's whole job is to like some of those guys who like train. They're like, yeah, they train the rear echelon the National Guard guys. Cool. I got that. But the other guys yeah. are like, I'm logistics. They're like. Then why does it look like 10th group is inside Kiev and uh, the Soviets from the 1960s are on the front lines in Bakhmut yeah. drinking piss and mud because yeah, there's no yeah. water purifiers? Like, hey, where are those at? And yeah. so you say that and then God, the, amount no. of, the amount of backlash. And then, you know, there's uh, Battles and Beers who interviews both Russians and Ukrainians all the time. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to run this past. He's like, oh, you're not wrong. Yeah, I've talked to both sides. Yeah, they say it's awful. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Bro, I I can't wait for this. I I hope that there is like a peaceful resolution to this because I swear to God, do you know how great it would be for like all these frontline dudes to come back and be like, none of you were there, none of you said anything, like like I, a I, like a certain uh, amount of veterans. Yeah. <laughs>
like a certain breed <laughs> like yeah there's just like ukrainian jiwan vets like fuck this place bro fuck <laughs> they didn't you, got these, you, you got these shell shock ptsd stricken you know ukrainian vets come back to like where the fuck were you they're like uh the factory <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's it's like fucking... oh i was watching you get rocketed on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Slavin Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, there's a there's so it's it's not funny, but it's kind of funny that I see the NGOs here in like where I live and they're in on the DC. side of the roads or yeah, in the DC area where they're in downtown DC or in front of the White House or at the Pentagon City Mall or at the Pentagon themselves, and they're like, Slavo Ukraine. And I just say Slavo Russia. And they're like, What did you say? Like, you don't even know. <laughs> well, I don't even know Russian. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, what do they look like? Yeah. There, I show them the shirt. I'm wearing it. I was like, "What does this mean?" They're like, "No, I don't know." I'm like, "All right, like, just give Russia? me your money." It's what like is the dominant is, religion yeah. in Russia. <laughs> give, give me the money. Well, fucking, we always post the same gif. It's the always sunny. Money me, money now. Give me money, money now. And it's like, bro, I fucking go and audit these people. Like, there are groups out there just like, yeah, we got, you know. Four hundred thousand dollars, and we bought like twenty things for the front line. We're doing good work out here. I'm like, how much are you wow. making, bro? <laughs> like, what are you? Huh? Oh man, I was listening. Who was I listening? It was Sam Hyde. I was listening to a Sam Hyde like clip earlier, and he was like, "You want to be rich? Start an NGO. Give yourself yeah. a smooth hundred thousand. <laughs> He's like, start an NGO. Make yourself the CEO. Give yourself a smooth six figures every single year." <laughs> He's like, yeah, then you're good forever. And I was like, oh, God damn it, Sam. This was in like two days. Like never again, never once did we say that we're pro-Russia or anti-Ukraine. It's that. just like, let's just uh get off Ukraine's bird for a second. It's dude, think. it's 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 insane. I mean, that's that's the only way I can put it. It's like even like on deployments or in training or any of that shit it's just laughing at everything because it all sucks mm. and life sucks and you know might as well just have a fucking laugh at it because you don't get to choose the clothes you wear you don't get to choose shit and mm. you're just doing whatever you're told and so the only thing you've got is humor and it's like okay well this isn't funny okay guys this is serious this is very serious people are dying yeah people are dying in fucking afghanistan and iraq and you guys didn't give two shits and now we're here and like, like, oh man it's like this is i don't know this is like something i always laugh at when they're like we should go over there and help the people of ukraine like personally i'm like dude instead of after 9-11 you enlisted you just became racist and called it patriotism <laughs> <laughs> that oh my god dude that the is the same like... people who said that sikhs were muslims you're like no <laughs> jesus they're like i'm gonna firebomb a 7-eleven <laughs> what is wrong with like, you like, this is dayton ohio this the, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i love like, that yeah <laughs> Rather than join, you became a patriot. Like motherfucker, objectively racist. Threw in a little bad company, five figure death punch. They always have a lip in. You know, trying a man pinches the bear. You got a goatee. They just they just Fucking. blast Pearl Jam's Pearl Jam's ten. Even Fucking, <laughs> I would have operated. I would have. Yeah, the the classic. They uh, or or even better. And this is almost like a dig at American veterans. The uh, the I served, but like in 1985, <laughs> 89. <laughs> you know, like they would throw that, 
All they did was go to Germany and just fuck prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, there was a war like two years later. Where were you? <laughs> I got out. Uh, you know, my contract was over. <laughs> and I met guys like that. Like when I first, I guess for the, uh, the listeners, uh, I got out of the military, went back to like Southeast Michigan, went back to Detroit. It's like, I might as well be a construction worker. That'd be pretty fun. And uh, I went to a bar the first night and I was talking to this guy and he was like, yeah, telling us war stories. And I was like, whoa, where were you? And he was like, oh, uh, Dresden. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? what when? He was like uh, 85 to 89. I was like, how old are you? And he was like, oh, I'm uh, I was like 45. And I was like, if you just waited like 20 minutes, <laughs> I would actually have a story. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, fuck. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like, dude, that, fuck. <laughs> that is my, the, the Patriot. The, my, uh, my wife I'm not wrong um, am i <laughs> now you're not and it sucks because people don't fucking get it bro like I, you've got like a hundred fucking stickers on that thermos and it's probably full of anime titties and uh art with ben's drawing and come town yeah but like it's funny because my wife she was a veteran she she served and she served with an infantry unit like she was in the fucking she got trench foot motherfucker like and and went to africa um but we were in line because her family's from portland oregon and we were in line to get coffee up there and yeah i know weird well yeah she's trying to escape escape uh mm. but some guy we were waiting in line at the drive-thru on the back of his big old f-150 truck he had we the people and uh 2a on it and she goes what a fucking loser i bet he never served i laughed her family did not. They're like, I don't, I don't get it. I was like, take your fucking Walmart patriotism down the fucking block and get out of my or, fucking uh, face. I, like, I was laughing. What did I? Mashuga came on like my Spotify when I was when I was at the gym and I was like mentally picturing a guy with like a come and take them tattoo, like a three percenter <laughs> tattoo. He's bald. He's got like a leather jacket on, you know, looking real tough. He's at a bar sitting down. He's, he's lifted F one fifty with his four wheeler in the back, harness down. He's sitting there. He was like, "This is fucking government." I swear to God, <laughs> never so once weird. considered joining the military. <laughs> I thought about the Marine Reserves. <laughs> like, I thought about the Marine Reserve one time when I told my recruiter that my dick was too big, and they just. <laughs> wouldn't let me in he was like <laughs> the wing pants big enough <laughs> i smacked the shit out of that drill sergeant he jokingly said something about clp and i thought that was an std and i want nothing to do with that <laughs> i mean christ our lord no premarital sex yeah but i was just like yeah that's uh it's like the the civilian <laughs> bro vets like Oh, bro God. vets suck but uh Dude, they, but people are the catching civilian on wannabe bro vets are oh worse. god dude no, like the only the... people <clears throat> go ahead like well yeah it's like you're talking about all these stickers come and take them and all these like three percent or stuff you're like oh every cop i've ever talked to who sees a back to blue sticker immediately pulls them over they're like what are you hiding <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah no one wears that dumbass shit <laughs> Like the if you fucking, support us, stop speeding. The Punisher symbol with the, the fucking blue line. Like, what the those two don't go together? <laughs> Do you ever see that? Uh, it was like a meme that came out last year. It was always that the the Punisher logo, and there was that caption. It was like the devil whispered in and said the end times weirdier, and I whisp leaned in and whispered the n-word or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's like uh fucking uh what is it? Uh it's like uh Sam Elliott, and it's like Deborah left pants shit bacon cooked range shot everything god I love America and it's like I fucking hate all of this <laughs> 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 this fucking I but like 
You show the that guy's favorite somebody. movie is Black Hawk Down. Oh <laughs> he was God. like, that's me. <laughs> I'm totally it's, like those Delta guys. I'm totally like uh, you know Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, that's me. I'm a big thinker. <laughs> I drink I'm and I know things. Just a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I drink and I know things. No, you fucking drink and watch Turning Point. You fucking asshole. <laughs> no, you dream and watch uh, chess cam videos of cops shooting people. <laughs> like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> Fuck. What were you doing? I was watching cops. So I'm all sweaty. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine working a fucking office job all day just to come home and be like, yeah. I need another 3% or sticker? <laughs> like, I'm a hard motherfucker. I do all these DPS reports. People need to know I'm a badass. <laughs> Meanwhile, the same guys who it's like if they see a sailor, they're like, You fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Where was that old Bill Burr skit where he was talking about, like, yeah, remember like the mid 2000s? If you ever questioned why we were like fighting a war in the first place, someone's like, My brother's in Iraq, and you're like, Never said he wasn't, but what do you, (laughs) yeah, that's that's the best way to put it, like. You ever like just think there? Like maybe we shouldn't be giving two hundred billion dollars to the of weapons to the second most corrupt country. So, uh, fucking Ukraine is fighting for their rights. I never said they weren't. Jesus fuck, bro. But damn. Like I don't know how you took that. Your mental gy- gymnastics are uh, Olympic worthy. Oh, <laughs> dude, fucking hell. Man, this has almost been like a vent session. It's like we were talking <laughs> with the AFV in the second half. He's like these people. <laughs> <laughs> You have to clarify. It's the fucking the, the Ukrainian. No, okay. So I'm gonna call them Uki boos because I it's Ukrainian Uki is too boots, long. It's Uki boos. It's Uki boos <laughs> because if you if you in like the history forums and shit, if you're like a World War Two like Germany buff, you're called a wearaboo. So I'm just gonna start mm-hmm. calling them Ukrainian boos or Uki boos. <laughs> like Slava Ukraine pronouns in the uh, God. I just want to identify tanks. We're not, damn, dude. I, I, you know what Bobby Yar is? Yeah, yeah. Dude, when Ukraine started getting German tanks and they had the Iron Cross on the side, because they were like, oh, if you think we're Nazis, we're just going to wear Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, and the dude. Ukrainian infantry were like Panzer Grenadiers. I'm like, Bobby Yar too? Like, <laughs> They're all, dude, they had like, the fucking One MG3s. of the darkest thoughts I've had. <laughs> They're out just there with like, myself. Yeah. God damn. God like, damn it. Buzz saws out there ripping Russian. Yeah, stuff. right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's dude, imagine like having to be that fucking Russian that goes to like the UN councils and they're like, stop it. Stop it. Ukraine isn't Nazis. And he's just like showing them pictures of like German tanks with iron crosses, Ukrainians with fucking uh, MG42s, the MG3s, fucking, they all wear German shit. Like, he's like, what do you want me to think? Like, we can propaganda, that narrative fell off quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. Because, yeah, they were like, yeah, Ukrainians are Nazis, blah, blah, blah. They eat babies. And even veterans were coming back with, like, you know, missing legs, getting bullied by. Because, I mean, yeah. In America, you thought our veterans get treated bad. In Russia, you're less than dirt. They were like, oh, you fought a war and nobody wants anything to do. They wouldn't even buy you a drink or a sympathy card. But but it's so funny. It's like Ukrainians eat Nazis and they're whatever, whatever. Within 48 hours of the war, that narrative disappeared. And then it was, uh, I mean, I was in a bunch of like Russian 
group chats on like uh, Telegram, and they were like, "Yeah, regardless of how you feel about this war, the narrative, we gotta win because yeah, like, it's, it's gonna be bad." <laughs> At this point, it's so they don't look bad. That's all this is. It's not Nazis yeah. or uh, space witch magic. It's like, guys, we cannot lose this. Like, pull it together. This is fucking halftime, bro. <laughs> and that was on that was on like <laughs> D plus four. <laughs> we can't lose D plus four. <laughs> <laughs> bro to put that i, I remember pers- it was a page called it was a page called Siloviki. it's like security forces <laughs> it's like brother pull your shit together <laughs> hey guys come on this this fucking jv shit like mm-hmm. put that in perspective like day five like wasn't it like the army and the marines in iraq were just kind of like looking at each other on their way to baghdad like racing like not nah, motherfuckers it we called it the thunder run and we were racing to get to fucking baghdad oh with 91 <laughs> yeah oh, we, we weren't competing with the iraqi army we were competing with each other and that is like the worst fucking just like this the it's it's punching down as hard as you can. <laughs> that's American. Just nothing pulled back. That's that's walking into your little sister's room and destroying everything she has. Just she can't fight back. <laughs> You're Dude, 15 I... and she's six. <laughs> You're 15 down. and she's six. <laughs> Going punching down. Literally punching just, down, bro. Just everything she has, and you walk in, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Freedom oh, is in free. <laughs> like, and then you put on some Kenny Chesney. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Keith. Fucking. Oh man, you want to hear? Here's a funny story. It's a, it's a, it's a war story. Not really. I was at a bar, and <laughs> <laughs> not really. So, I was at a bar. So I remember I was uh It was outside of Camp Lejeune. There was this bar that opened up. It was called Twin Ravens. It was a Viking theme, a Nordic theme bar oh, that was God. run by Australian women. It was weird. Okay. They had My no kitchen. Back. They had no kitchen, no food. But if you brought your own, they would make it. Which what? was awesome. They would have it was behind like a boutique store. And so it was like Priscilla's boutique. <laughs> if anyone here is from a Marine, they understand Jacksonville. It was behind <laughs> Priscilla's fuck? boutiques. Yeah, it was the most bizarre. They had a they dug a hole in the backyard with like roast pigs. It didn't make any sense. But How did this pass walked... fucking food inspection, bro? Like no clue. No clue. I have no idea. Well, because they didn't have food. So, <laughs> oh, oh, you brought BYO. Bring yeah, so it's BYO. BYOF, right? So <clears throat> I remember I was I walked in, I sat down, I got a beer, and this little short plump guy walks up with like a hat on and no teeth, like a cowboy hat and no teeth. He's like, "Are you in the military?" It's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You like Kenny Chesney?" It's like, "Yeah, it's okay." He's like, "I'm gonna put on some Kenny Chesney." Walked over to the jukebox, put on Toby Keith's American Soldier, and saluted me for the whole song. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> <laughs> completely uncomfortable ripping shots of jameson i was like i need to forget whatever that was <laughs> you had a a fucking always sunny moment where he's a filipino hello just like <laughs> dude what the i would have called the cops like hey i got a guy here he might have cocaine he definitely but like if he was still saluting you he maybe he definitely he has cocaine he has cocaine like <laughs> like he has cocaine on him. He walks he outside, did? starts eating outside the uh, the cookout, and then wanders to the cave, the the least rated strip club in all of Jacksonville. The Tuesday night specials would give birth outside and finish their set. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> set. That was a great city to live in. <laughs> Fucking owners out there with a towel covering her. If you want to watch, that's extra. Like, <laughs> like yes. 
Goddamn, where were we going with this? Uh, propaganda? <laughs> propaganda? Fuck <laughs> I know, bro. Like, oh man, how about memes don't win wars? That's a that's a solid one. Motherfucker, like, <sighs> dude, we're gonna lose like all of the fucking pages that followed whatever. But like the amount of people who are posting memes and fucking like it's real. And there's a guy named Peter Zihan, Z E I H A N. Just type that name into YouTube, and he recently did a panel with another YouTuber. Ukrainian who was like up there on the stage like yeah I'm gonna go on uh summer break for the first time in a year it's gonna be my first vacation in a year and Peter looks at him he's like you might want to cancel that fucking uh vacation because based on my estimates like you're gonna have like the war like the battle to finish this war is coming in May when the mud season's over and he's just like slapping him with cold hard facts like yeah you've got Sixty to hundred thousand newly trained Ukrainians and stuff, and like the whole time, the guy's just responding with like "Slava Ukraine, we're strong." Saint Javelin, like, oh, God, dude, it's just like he's saying all the memes, saying all the pages, and it, it, it was just uncomfortable because the whole time, Peter's like, "You, you, you've got a chance, but you're gonna have to fight for it, and it's, and we really want you to win, so pull it together." You guys should really call a Volksdeutsche and get all your people back to <laughs> Yeah, the people's not going to start him. You know it's bad when it's like one kid gets the tube, the other one gets the rocket. All right, put the RPG together. <laughs> oh, man. What's the other ones they post? Uh, like a video of Russians getting just, just fucked up. And you're like, yeah, that's a real, it's a war. Yeah, what do you <laughs> want? Mate? Yeah, like, dude, it, that's the thing is like, it's all russian kill porn and you know that's what we called it in the military is kill, kill actually porn. a little excited when i see some chess cam footage from the russians i'm like what are they doing yeah like because <laughs> they don't have cameras Marines. <laughs> oh man what's crazy though is you see the russians because they have like the the gopro on they have their ak's yeah. and you're like is that an amazon red dot for a nerf gun <laughs> <laughs> like, like what are you guys using but then you're like oh amazon doesn't deliver to russia they got canceled that's a battlefield yeah. pickup. It means the Ukrainians are buying these things. The Russians are picking them up. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you- I'm not saying that the KIA is probably a three to one, you know, three Ukrainians for every one Russian, but I don't know. <laughs> so, Dude, it, but I mean, think about that. That goes exactly back to what we were talking about, right? So, like, the Russians can't get these fucking optics. And then the Ukraine, and, and so, like you said, they got a, that's a battlefield pickup. He's got to kill somebody and get that. And so that means and, uh, that the guys on the front line don't even have optics. Like, mm-hmm. If if they are if the Russians are killing people and they are because this is a war, um, and they're not picking up optics and they're and they have shit optic, it's like okay, well, question: Where are all the optics and the money that we are raising? Where are those? Hey, NGO, isn't that your yeah. job? No. Nope. <laughs> well, I just send it and then it just goes. But oh like, man, it's like we should yeah, take that's a trip a- to. Trip to Kiev, me and you, two tough boxes, which for you civilian folk are just like big industrial boxes that I'm going to fill with free Ukrainian shit because I know it's not on the front lines. It's in a little store in Kiev. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the front lines. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm going to eat. You show up. <laughs> Slava Ukraina. They're like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Slap on $8,000 worth of gear on you and me and you just fucking bolt. You're running <laughs> to 2,000 Americans and Brits grifting. You're like, oh, yeah, you're here too. <laughs> Dude, there are going to be some fucking sick ass airsoft teams in Europe. <laughs> like, fucking. Do you, know of a, do you follow a Americana Pipe Dream on Instagram? I need that, to. Like, no... I guess I need to. Oh, man. Well, it's not a. 
it's not an airsoft page, but it's just these kids from like Pennsylvania, I think, just went out and got a. Uh, they made up their own warehouse and started buying surplus. So they made a surplus store, essentially, is what they did. But what's cool is they just started getting shipments of like Russian camouflage from Ukraine. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess we have to crop uh, that. But yeah. So Americana Pipe Dream is. Oh, my internet's dropping off. Hold on. Give me a second here. That's what you get for following Russian telegrams. He left those as soon as Tessa Rondu's got roped up. But <laughs> <laughs> that dumbass. <laughs> He's an empty Marine with a TS clearance. <laughs> anyways, we have to cut this part out. But anyways, so Americana Pipe Dream just created a surplus store. But what's kind of neat is now they're getting like Russian field camouflage. And you're like, oh, these are battlefield pickups. <laughs> It's like it's like the amount of money I would pay to get my hands on a VDV like helmet or top. Like, no, top like same off with that little bad boy. <laughs> like, Dude, oh, imagine being that kid whose mom won't give you the credit card for your airsoft gear, and you're like, oh fuck! And so you go on Instagram and you order like a on the wall. You're like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just open this blood covered fucking box. You're like, oh. Oh God. Put on the Doom soundtrack and slam a gallon of milk. You're like, this is me now. I'm going to listen <laughs> yeah. to Sam Hyde 2070. <laughs> He's got a plate carrier with bits of fucking skull and hair attached to it. Like, all right, guys, oh my God. let's play Airsoft. Bro, I'd fucking leave. I'd be like... <laughs> So imagine he shows up he's he's like it gets the uniform wet to smear a little of blood on his face he's like i'm blending in <laughs> how bad do you think that smells how bad do you think that heinous. Used Russian... <laughs> heinous because you know they didn't wash it they just threw it in a box and sent it fucking <laughs> okay, didn't put shit on it that's one thing i do want to talk about we talked about in the group chat before especially with you know steven our our in-house alex jones our gandalf the, um, our gandalf our gandalf the gray who's We've talked about before. He's the greatest, but uh, symb symbolism in this war. That's like, yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't know a lot of Americans like covering themselves in. We don't have a patron saint, but, no. but it's like we don't have any religious iconography getting thrown on top, sewn into our uniforms yeah. to go fight a war, which was essentially a holy war. If you want to go to that far, yeah. because everyone forgets that it was a fucking jihad. That one third of the world population attacked the other two third. Like it was. Hey, that was a war. That was a holy war. And everyone kind of forgets that. But <clears throat> but there was never once of America saying, like, oh, we're crusaders, or like of course there was like once or twos inside of units that were like, I'm gonna play medieval total war two and you know commit a crusade or something. But yeah, the idea of Russians covering themselves in like 500 year old iconography of like, yeah, this is the patron saint of war. You're gonna cover yourself in his stuff, you're gonna go fight, and they're gonna come back. And then the Soviet flags waving on top of Russian tanks and even <laughs> over like recently occupied cities. Cause I found out recently, I didn't know this Bakhmut was something completely different. The Ukrainians changed the name after the Russians annexed Crimea. Was and it? so Bakhmut's not the city. So the Russians don't give a fuck. They're like, I will destroy the city. Cause if you want to change the name, then I don't care. Yeah. So it, it, uh, give me a second here. Bakhmut. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll talk while you look that up because it was just <clears> like, <throat> Stephen mentioned this and he said the, orthodox the russian orthodox church is in on it he was like they're in on it they're wearing saint george ribbons they're doing all this stuff and he was like i guarantee you the ukrainian orthodox church because they separated once the war got into it a little bit and he was just like i guarantee you that 
the Ukrainian Orthodox Church is in on it. And then like a month later, they started roping up Orthodox uh, priests. Mm -hmm. And they're like, not only did they have Russian passports and money and guns, but they were shooting intel. And like, basically the soldiers were talking to the priests and the priests were relaying those those locations and like identifiers to the Russian embassy and stuff. And so it was Mm -hmm. like the entire Orthodox church was basically like a safe house for Russian operatives. And it was crazy. And like you said, like we have in the the U S army, we have St. Michael, the patron saint, the paratroopers, but we're not allowed to put any of that shit on us. No, because yeah, separation of church to say, you got to keep that stuff very, very separate. But I mean, something even like when it comes to religion, like, I don't I don't think Putin gives two shits about religion, but he definitely chalks up the I am an Orthodox Christian and he has priests come out and blessed all the AKs. <laughs> yeah, all the AK. Which, which one holy number one, <laughs> Which is kind of funny because if the Ukrainians also believe in the the mystical side of things, where they're like, oh, Chechens want to attack us, we're gonna soak our ammunition in pig fat and send them straight to hell. And it's like if what? Like yeah i remember seeing that they were like dipping the bullets in like pig fat and then loading it and i'm like which i oh, found man. out was just like lard you used to make borscht and so it's like <laughs> hey if this is a war over soup, <laughs> <laughs> the good soup but, uh, yeah so bakhmut was originally called bakhmut 30 from 1871 to 1924 so after the communist revolution so that was the traditional name for the mm-hmm. russian slavs and then it was changed to Artumazovsk something like that and so but it was like the russian spelling and then in 1990 1943 to 1942 it was that and then after the wall came down it was just artemavisk so it was the ukrainian spelling and then in 2016 after the ukrainians <clears throat> had crimea annexed they were like well it's about again which maybe if you want to go the symbolism route they're but I don't know what 97% of the city is empty now. It's just the coolest Call of Duty match of all time. <laughs> all it it's is shoot is shoot house. Yeah. The shoot house is just that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's shoot house. And like I mean, like it kind of reminds me of like a really really because like they're bussing, they keep bussing people in to Bakhmut. They won't just because the Russians, whether whoever likes it or not, they are pounding the front line every day. They are pounding it with artillery. And so that's all Bakhmut is. It's just one big giant artillery target. Like, dude, it has the building, or we've talked about this, the buildings are able to withstand that type of punishment because the Soviets made them, designed them that way. And I autistically went down that rabbit hole about like, Soviet <laughs> architecture and everything. But it's like, why stay? Why stay at a zeroed-in artillery target? It's like, well, and then, like... This is this is where the fucking why we are not after this we're probably never gonna talk about it for like another six months. But why stay? Like, well, it's Bakhmut's not strategically important. If the Russians take it, it's not a big deal. Okay, then why are you there? Why are you in a zeroed in artillery target? Mm-hmm. And then like, it's like killing Russians. You're like, are <clears throat> you? like because I'm just, pretty sure if you drink piss and shit, you're gonna have dysentery. You're gonna be combat ineffective for the next six months. So yeah, how much longer yeah. can you do that? <laughs> like, just retreat, bro. And that was like something that like every time I read Eastern Front retreat, World War, bro. Just retreat, bro. Just, just retreat. Fall back. Uh, smoke grenade. Literally, leapfrog backwards. Come on. We don't have to do yeah. this. Come on. <laughs> like, uh, but 
that's what all, all I think about. If you ever read like World War II, Germany versus Russia, every fucking field commander was like, let us defend in place, kill as many Russians as we can, come back, mm-hmm. fall back, and like just don't let the position get overrun or turn into like this artillery match where we basically attrit the enemy as we retreat. And it's just neat. If you ask them, it's like Bakhmut is insignificant. If the Russians take it, no big deal. And then on the other side, it's like, well, we're defending Bakhmut because it is strategically important and they can't have it. And it's like, what fucking is it? And nobody can tell me. Then it goes back to symbolism. We're just like, hey, if if they're fighting over a city and the Ukrainians go, we got to stop the Russians here. Why? Because. Because why? Like, well, it's symbolic. And then you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you look at the Wagner guys. You're like, all right, so why are you here? They're like, Oh, we started this last year. We just want to finish. They're like, cool, yeah, got it. You're you're a completionist. I got it. You know, respect. And then you look at the Russians. You're like, and why is the VDV here? Why are you dropping paratroopers behind lines behind a city? Number one, yeah, they're taking out uh, LOAs and everything and yeah. uh, LOCs, which is you know smart. But they're like, why are you using your Marines to attack a city? That's that's not their job, dude. That doesn't make. I, I, I mean, we talked about this before. You can't put yourself in their shoes. You're like, what are you doing? This doesn't yeah. make any sense, dude. Oh my god, it's like every turn, it's like, okay, the Russians have the upper hand. It's like, okay, let's see what happens, and then they do the exact opposite of what they should do, and then the whole time, everyone's like, oh yeah, fucking Russians are stupid, and we we're fucking winning, and uh ukraine forever freedom and it's like okay but do you realize we are spending billions and billions of dollars on this every day and we are holding them up and like basically there's like a tower of money on these on the back of punch drunk ukraine and it's like i can keep going forever and russia just keeps throwing bodies at the problem it's like we're gonna try and win this war by buying it and then the other side's just gonna slaughter a hundred thousand more people and not even be halfway done and that is insane in terms of because there's always those pushes we i we've joked about it before like what does ukraine ask for next like because they wanted f-18s yeah. and i was like i think it's going to be a-10s and then boom, they came a- out they were like it's going to be the a-10s because the u.s military comes out they're like we're going to retire uh one third of the fleet and you're like you said that before and the whole reason we kept them around the tank buster is to get rid of the russian tanks Cool, got it. Let's see how that works. But um, uh, you're like, all right, cool, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But then you're like, what's the end state? Is Ukraine just going to be the 52nd state, 53rd state behind Japan and Iraq? Is that just an unsinkable aircraft carrier that's in the thorn of the Russians? And then at that point, you're just justifying future Russian actions of like, yeah, they're right there. Yeah, yeah, right on the doorstep. There's always that. uh, I'm sure you've seen the meme where it's like, in a deliberate act of aggression, Iran parked its country off the coast of our ship you're like like, i mean let's take a step let's take a step back real quick i understand why they're frustrated (laughs) (laughs) like i'd be i'd be a little upset too if you were just standing on my shoulders dude it's dude it's so bad and i mean that was something that like even peter zayan the guy i'm talking about i've watched like couple hours of his work and i've already got like one of his books on order it's just like he mentions that he's just like there's like it all the rare earth minerals are in Mariupol. All the industrialization, all the good stuff that we need to go from an industrialized society to this modern society that uses high-end chips and all these things, like that was all in the eastern part of Ukraine. And the other stuff, uh, most of it is actually in Siberia and Russia, and we've sanctioned them to death. And so like a quarter of the world's like everything has just been like blown up and everyone's like we're not done 
until Rush is dead. And it's like, okay, yeah, but like you said, what's the end state here? Because who's going to stay around and rebuild this shit? Who's going to give these guys money? Who's going to clean up? Like, already BlackRock is over there right now trying to make a deal. And if you don't know who BlackRock is, they're the basically evil empire of America that is using AI computers called Aladdin to make trading decisions at hypersonic speed faster than you can click the button. And so, and they're the ones buying up all the private land in America as well. And so, yeah, um, there isn't an end state to this. That is good. There isn't. And Peter Zion goes down that rabbit hole. And if you look at it from a political science, uh, geography and sociology standpoint, like he does, it's insane to Mm -hmm. think that like, like Germany's dead. Germany lost 60% of its energy through Nord Stream. And they're like sitting there like, oh, we're going to make a new pipeline into Ukraine. And how about you reactivate the the, uh, nuke plants? (laughs) They're they're gone, bro. That's what he said. He's like, they can't be reactivated. They've been down too long. And everyone's like, Mm -hmm. wait, what? And so like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, even in terms of like strategic end state, because we've talked about it before that. America doesn't have a foreign policy. We have a foreign action where it's, yeah. if we want to look in terms of like rare materials and everything, like the Chinese bought the land rights to Afghanistan in like 2009 and we stuck around for 12 more years. You're like, so are you, are we treating a stage four cancer patient? We're just giving him a little longer to live or we're going to make him feel okay until that cancer just eats him from the inside, like Afghanistan. Yep. Or are we just going to do the Magic Johnson method of i'm just gonna throw money at this terminal illness yep until uh, until i die or one of that's, us quits that's ex- dude uh when i was there we took the national geographic Geog- geographic association uh mm-hmm. around so like we planned the you the marines took them but they took the geological survey teams all around afghanistan uh in mm-hmm. sea stallions and they let them probe the ground um, because they were looking for mining, like mines, rare earth minerals that the Chinese didn't own. So we were trying to give the Afghans a chance at owning their land again. And I think they scratched the mission. I'm not sure, but like we put a lot of heart and soul and sweat into that planning process, me and the Marines. And it, it that's when I knew exactly like you said, like we're not here because we want to be we're here because china owns this bitch and they can't get it until we're done with it and so we're just going to keep magic johnson it we're just going to keep throwing money until china gives up same thing with ukraine it's like we're just going to keep doing this until russia is completely depleted and everyone's like oh well then putin is good because that's how uh peter zion says is like russia doesn't stop until it loses five hundred thousand soldiers exactly like uh, your boy said or they lose their government in the last however many hundred years russia has been declaring war they either come up with a new governmental system or they lose half a million soldiers and then they quit and so he's like but we can't really allow that to happen because if putin and his gang goes under what do we do with all the nuclear weapons the weapons the guns Mm -hmm. um well on top of that if we want to talk about in terms of economic situations what let's say literally 35 to 40 percent of the world's grain comes from ukraine and ukraine and all the farmers are dead the yeah, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, because it was the city that came, that the city provided the men. Yeah, those yeah, those yeah, strong yeah. city folks. It's, it's not those. Uh, God damn it! It's just like think, <laughs> <laughs> like God damn it is the only the always sunny. God damn it is God I remember, damn it. 
uh, man, it was something we posted recently about like, oh, Ukraine on the brink of collapse and got a lot of hate. And some guy was, there was a bunch of comments and, me, you know, it was bad. But yeah. then I just kept commenting. I was like, think bigger. Yeah, think, think bigger. Like, and, the, and yeah, it's like a third, fourth order effects. Nobody cares. That's why America, like, that's why we allow our government to sit here and say that shit, right? Like, we allow them to have not a foreign policy, but a foreign action because it's like we're only thinking in election cycles, like, what's going to happen in the next two to four years? Like, and then you have something like Taiwan, which is <laughs> historically blend strategic ambiguity. Yeah. But then if, you know, gun to his head, they're like, hey, Mr. President, are you going to defend you, Taiwan? And he's like, yes. And then the White House press comes out, they're like, no. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean? I mean, what? if I was Taiwanese, I wouldn't be too comfortable. <laughs> sweating, sweating in the corner, right? Like, what the fuck? Am I just yeah. gonna get yeah? Yeah, it's so, like I mean, what, what immediately after that press conference last year, they were like, Oh, by the way, we're building a chip manufacturing plant in Tucson, Arizona. Like, Buy <laughs> Taiwan. Yeah. Buy Taiwan. Fuck it, dude. Raytheon and General Dynamics were like leaning over to Taiwan, like, hey, you want some guns? <laughs> like, fuck it, you want some weapons, bud? Like, fucking. Because you're on your I own. How many, I wonder how many javelins are in Taiwan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, bro. They're not Dude, enough. Uh, well, did you? I mean, I don't know. We're we're getting to about that time. It's been yeah. a, it's been a long rant, but I mean, did you read that uh, battles <laughs> war study about the Chinese invading Taiwan? No. Teach so me. <laughs> uh, Taiwan wins every time. They just do a little worse sometimes. So. Oh. In the war plan, Taiwan wins every single time. They just do a little worse sometimes, where the, the battle study considered like, well, if there's a hundred mile gap between mainland China to Taiwan and the Taiwanese entire doctrine is no longer retake the mainland, it's, yeah, just we got to sink every ship and plane that comes our way. So mm -hmm. they just point their you know, artillery as indirect fire to start sinking ships. And then... <laughs> and they, they were very liberal with it too where they were like theoretically if the chinese secure a beachhead and all these things they're like cool then what because taiwan's a rock yes yeah. yeah it's all i have to do is have i mean we thought the pacific campaign was bad and we never even fought on top of an island the size of taiwan no and that's an entire that's an entire group of people who want to fight the chinese that's not, <laughs> not the Ukrainians saying, please don't attack us. The Taiwanese going, we know you're coming. So yeah, they just don't know when. Yeah. I mean, Xi's already said it, right? Like he's saying like 20 in the next 20 years, he wants to take back Taiwan and reunificate the reunification plan. And yeah, like it's by 2049, the 2049 project. And that's a hundred years after. Yeah. It's a hundred years after <clears throat> the CCP gained control of red China, but Here's the thing that people always forget. It's like, oh, well, that's not invasion by 2049. That's reincorporation. That takes a yeah. generation, which means they have to push like next uh, year, maybe 2025, 26, while they yeah. still have. I mean, it's like China's birth rate's declining. They don't yeah. have, they're not making kids. Three years of COVID lockdown stopped everyone from number one, having kids, number two, mingling, and they have too many men. It's like, what do you do if you have too many men? You invade a country with more women. It's like, yeah. no, <laughs> God. It's like it's like, and, and that's when, like, I mean, we talked about with Ukraine that it's like, yeah, I mean, you could say the Russians sustained three hundred thousand casualties, but they have two million women Ukraine refugees women. inside yeah. their country. You're like, this is animalistic. This is a fight for survival. It's not a, it's not just a, oh, I want to take some land and make a buffer zone. It is that, yes, but it's also like, no, this is a fight for survival. So if we sacrifice mm -hmm. a couple boys to make a couple babies, hey, that's pretty good. And maybe that's the same situation China's in. And so that's. <laughs> 
think bigger. <laughs> think, think bigger. Yeah, no, it, it's like, because I mean, that's the thing is like, things are always changing <clears throat> and the end state changes. Like what's the desire? Like, how does this stop? Like, right. Like with, when they get X China or Russia, then it's over. Right. And so yeah. like, that's the thing is like Taiwan just has to sit there and defend. Like you said, they just have mm -hmm. to sink ships and do that shit and not give up. And, you know, and on top of that, it can become an insurgency and that is a pain in the ass in its own bit, but it's just I would like, love to see like a cyberpunk gorilla feudal society in China again, where it's just dude, <laughs> warlords. <laughs> dude, wouldn't it? Oh my God. Like, are you talking like, uh, like back in like the 1930s when there were like four different groups and like governments? Chiang Kai-shek and there was like, yeah. you know, the Imperial Japan and communist China or Imperial China and the Japanese were there. It'd probably be us. And then, yeah. dude, that'd be <laughs> wild. Like, that would be, it's, that would just, oh my God, just Think of it at this point. If we've talked about an Alcons podcast, but if they only have like seven percent of their water nationally is drinkable, if you have a non-regulated system, <laughs> so, so then you're like, that's a humanitarian issue. If we have something like so Africa, people, which is a humanitarian issue, and they just will not stop having kids, you're like, then what? So many people are gonna what? die. So many people yeah. are gonna die these next twenty years. <laughs> and Martin, it's, like, it's not going to be nice either. And then at that point, you're like, all right, so if we're talking about water in China, and this is just me like just speaking off the cuff, um, the Middle East doesn't have water either. Yep. So what do Iran and the Saudis do because they're in a cold war and they're using Yemen? Is that their proxy war? And the Iranians are winning, but they don't have any water. So like, what's next? Did those two duke it out? America's That's... tension in between. And it, we're talking about American short-term thinking of they're like, wow. In terms of like, we don't understand religion at all, or even how tribalism works. So you're like, oh, Saddam Hussein was a Sunni Muslim. We're going to make the Shias in charge. And you're like, oh, they all came from this neighborhood that's run by the IRGC. Shit. And so now <laughs> that we created a it. So it's like, yeah, it's like that domino effect. Of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? That's what's crazy is like Peter Peter Zion goes over all of that in his like look it up he goes on like this 45 minute rant and that was like the most depressing thing i have literally ever heard was when he said saudi arabia and iran are gonna fight in the next 20 years he's like they just have to uh mm -hmm. they're they're gonna have to figure out who the superpower in the middle east is gonna be and turkey yeah <laughs> right? everyone forgets those guys but anyway yeah that's coming <laughs> that's around the corner and it's like we we didn't stabilize Iraq at really at all because there's like tons of Iranian backed militias running around in the country. And it's just like that's coming down the pipeline. China and Taiwan are going to be a problem. But he literally talks exactly like you said, like the, the birth rate in China is abysmal. And so they've only got like the next 10 years left. And Xi is like basically a dictator of China at this point, like he's consolidated all the power around him and that's why COVID is wrecking shop in China because one, their vaccine doesn't work. And then two, nobody knows what Xi wants to do because Xi has to be the guy who tells all this stuff. And Xi has been killing literally every bad news messenger. That's why he was caught off guard when Russia said like, oh yeah, we're not going to like at the Olympics. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to do that thing. We're not going to do the Ukraine thing. And the, the, the Chinese knew and they were like, mm -hmm. uh, who's going to tell Xi? And nobody did. And so uh, even Biden, but like he talks about that, like Biden had to tell Xi that his country was having problems with COVID. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, nobody's been telling you, bro, because they're all going to get shot in the back of the head. And so it's like, you got Imagine that red line phone call. You pick it up. You're like, oh, hey, God. hey, hey, dude. Hey, hey, man to man. What the hell? 
what the heck? Yeah, get your house under control. Like, dude, it, it so basically, like he said, like the, the disheartening thing is like, you know, the Middle East is going to get get lit back on fire. China is going to crumble in the next 10 years. And oh, by the way, like Germany is falling because 60% of their, you know, energy consumption is gone and they don't have a plan to replace it. So Europe and the EU are going to fall. Russia and Ukraine have basically both kneecapped each other and they're like, but the cool thing is, is like the United States is completely energy independent. Like we produce all our own gas and stuff and we do all this stuff. And he's like, it's going to suck for everybody for the next 20 years in the U S but like outside of the U S it's going to be God awful because like you said, 35% of, you know, Europe and Africa's grain is in Ukraine. So it's gone now. All those farmers are dead. Yeah, you've mentioned it. I mean, yeah, the farmers is a huge thing, but uh, I mean, we can't, you know, crush a bush light for the farmers anymore. But uh, it's a uh, <laughs> those cans are good, man. The corn cans. The um. Oh God, damn it! I just had a thought. It's fallen off. It fell off. I just I had to talk about bush light. Um, <laughs> I had to do my Midwest white trash plug. Um, oh no, yeah. So we talked about this before, where it's like. Whether you like it or not, the Russians punched hard against a unified global economy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so after Afghanistan, after Iraq, after 30 years in the Middle East and supporting these uh, questionable governments post-Arab Spring, these countries are going to start thinking, America is not our friend. We need to start becoming self-reliant. And so yep. then it's just it's turning the clock back. I remember last year, uh, Biden came out and he was like, yeah, what the hell? There's less democracies now than there were four years ago. <laughs> it's like, what happened? It's like, uh, and it's so you know, people are more comfortable with the evil they know than what they don't. They're like, I'll just go back to that instead of yep. like the so like the Russians in the 90s, where they went, This sucks. I would much rather be a Soviet than whatever the hell this is. Yeah, because I mean like, yeah. go ahead, yeah. It it's it's that we I was just going to say, like, I, when I was younger, I used to hear stories about how the Russian soldiers were paid in oranges and vodka because the government couldn't afford, afford to fate, uh, feed them and pay them. Yeah. And I remember I was talking to a Ukrainian woman. I was like, what about, did you guys get you, uh, oranges and vodka? She's like, oranges are far too expensive. And I was like, good Lord. <laughs> what the hell? The like... former Soviet was the worst thing. And then you sit down and read their, I mean, this is just me rambling. It's you sit down to read their literature and you start reading about the situation in the 90s. You're like, yeah, they have a reason to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a reason to be sad. They're sad. Like, but I mean, yeah, it, it, we were talking about that on all kinds of podcasts. We were talking about the fact that, like, that's the name of the game now, right? Like, people realize that after Vietnam, after Iraq, a couple fights in Iraq and Afghanistan, like, America doesn't care about you. We're getting our own. And people are going to realize that in the next 10 years because, according to some of these experts, like, we are set for good a good time not a great time not a magnificent time but we're better off than the rest of the fucking world and and, and then like in terms of uh international support see where your allegiance lies i mean in the 1930s the spanish had the civil war and so they created the lincoln brigades and the international brigades to fight the fascists right. under franco but the government that they were fighting was communist and so all these volunteers from america come back they're like hey you're not registered as a communist and an enemy of the state because we can't trust you and it's the same thing in ukraine because you go over there to fight for another country's government Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you're like, you just can't bleed back into society. They're like, dude, what the hell? Again, it goes back to like, where were you for 20 years when we had our own war? If you really want to fight somebody, 
Like you, you would have done, you could have done it. Yep. And so, and, and that's just the big thing. It's like, you know, what's the end state? What's, what's America going to do with strategic ambiguity doesn't work anymore. You have to have a policy. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's going to be weird these next five years, even if Ukraine wins. Cause I mean, then what? And that's, that's, I get, you know what? That would be more fun. Rather, that's, that should be our, our course of action for the next, for the next six months it's like Ukraine's gonna win and and no we just we just ask anybody who says that like then what Mm -hmm. like what that because you're we're trying to get them to like hey think a little deeper come on go okay step two and they're like Mm -hmm. no fuck you we're gonna win and okay then what is your is your t-shirt company gonna make more t-shirts so that they can you know have economic opportunity in ukraine and rebuild fuck no nobody's gonna donate to that shit nobody's gonna donate like hey uh we're gonna economically support ukraine and then iraq and afghanistan and african countries and kosovo and places in detroit and flint michigan are gonna be like i'd love some economic fucking opportunity and then it's gonna get real awkward get real upset puerto ricans because they're american territory (laughs) They're, they're in American territory. And every time a hurricane rolls through, we just like kick water bottles on the back of a plane. We're like, oh, uh, okay. give well soon. <laughs> give him the Donald Trump uh, Scott towel from the three point line. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stupid. And, and, yeah. It's and, like, but it's like, hey, those are, or like, wow. You're like, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Puerto Rico, get a lot of American Dominion, Samoa, these places that are like, hey, technically these are American. We don't yeah. really give a shit about them because like, hey, if like, Puerto Rico is right there. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, how do you forget that? <laughs> or, uh, I don't know. I don't want to go, I don't want to like touch on that train, der- train derailment, but there was like six chemical trains that were derailed. And they were Jesus, like, dude. Yeah. not that the trains, not because that they had contaminant items it was oh they all derailed because the international railway system's bad they're like how long has this been a thing and then you know reports come out they're like uh 75 years they were like what (laughs) (laughs) dude it's exactly i mean i I put that when i when i got back i tried to send like money to a support group and one guy it's a comment that lives with me for a while because i was trying to help uh like a group in eastern europe and i was like where do they do like the donations because i'm just trying to support uh this baltic nation and he's like you can send money to me i'm a poor slav like or you can send it that way because you just send me money i'd love some money and i was like Trying to well, give it to a battered women's shelter, asshole. I used to love doing this when I was active. I would go to like, you know, like Barnes and Noble or something. They're like, oh, would you like to buy a coffee for a troop? I'm like, I am a troop. Can I yeah, have a cup of coffee? <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> that is like the perfect fit. That is a family guy skit where Lois is like, they're like, would you like to buy a cup of coffee for a soldier? And he's like, she's like, yeah, sure. And then like it pans to I some am guy. A <laughs> pans to some guy in the middle of iraq and he's in a firefight and they're like hey stevens a lady bought you a cup of coffee and they just like throw it at him and he's like ah oh, bug and then he gets Eating at him in the- <laughs> yeah. oh man no uh, he's doing a bomb disposal that's right he's disposing a bomb and they're like hey stevens he's like yeah like lady bought you a cup of coffee and they just throw a cup of coffee at a bomb guy <laughs> one thing i just i i laugh at all the time and i guess we'll like i guess close out with closing remarks after that is america's very short-sightedness where we fought al-qaeda 
for a long time. Uh, but it gets better. Yeah. So Al-Qaeda in Iraq became ISIS, and Al-Qaeda in Syria became Al-Narija Front. And then when the, when the Assad government was getting toppled, we were like, who's this new group calling Al-Narija Front? Let's just start supplying them with weapons. You're <laughs> 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 like, you dipshit. His name is Francisco. <laughs> Dude, people forget that we gave Osama bin Laden stinger missiles in the 80s. And then like 10 years later, he's doing his thing in 2001. It's like fucking oh my God. wild. We gave, it's, it's, we gave Saddam the key to the city of Detroit in the when he did the Iran-Iraq war. We suck at looking two to three steps He was doing forward. good things against the Iranians, all right? Yeah, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's uh, There's that video of George Bush Sr. He's like, this will not be another Vietnam. And then it just, it's a clip of two tanks racing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yeah. So I guess, you know, we'll close this out. It's been, it's been a minute, but... Well, everyone, this is uh, Kit Bag Conversations. This is the new direction for the page. Uh, Cody, if you want to start plugging the, you know, like yeah. the direction of Discord and those things. So, yeah, no, um, Patreon and Discord are ready. Matt's just got to look it over. He's been busy at work. But once that's up, we're going to have uh, movie nights. Come into the Discord. I'll put a movie on. We'll do book club. Uh, book club this month of March, we're going to be doing Matterhorn. It is the tale of Vietnam Marine or Marine Vietnam officers, whatever. Uh, really great book. I absolutely love it. Uh, the guy who wrote it says it is a fictional tale. I don't think it is. I think it's a self-tale because in that book, he tries to kill another officer and i don't think he wants to go to fucking leavenworth but he says it's he said it was uh, autobiographical there would be like 90 percent of it blacked out yeah <laughs> <laughs> just Did change a name or two here yeah he tries to go as commander in that book and then i caught him on the history channel talking about like the intensity of the vietnam conflict i'm like that motherfucker didn't write a work of fiction <laughs> but no we'll do matterhorn uh, March, we got Patreon Discord. Matt and I got to figure out uh, game nights, but there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in Kitbag. Um, we're not just a news and intel place. Like, come hang out, come yell at us and prove us to us that we're wrong. We'll do $50 hangouts and I'll do clips. And so, if one of you guys are like, Cody's absolutely stupid and I'm going to prove it and I've got a 20 page PowerPoint, I'll throw you pa PowerPoint on the Instagram. I don't care. Um, but, going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. So, Stay tuned. And then, uh, you know, eventually, you know, we got some merch stuff planned. I mean, we have the merch. little logo. How do you guys like the logo? I mean, McGumbo's. I hope you guys got the reference. But um, merch is a thing. We're working on that coming out. And then uh, maybe national level pop-ups. Like, hey, by the way, we'll be at whatever, whatever, Indianapolis on Friday. And so if you want to meet up and, like, just shoot the shit or something. <laughs> I, I don't know why that just popped in. I was thinking yeah. about, like, dumbass Grunt. Midwest cities. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Indianapolis, fuck you. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Indiana, but it's like nothing. Oh, look, Indianapolis, nothing. <laughs> Corn. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep, so everyone, I hope you like the new direction, and we'll have the Patreon bonus episodes coming out on Sundays, or no, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesdays, Patreon, Sundays will be the new, the standard regular free one, and then we also have a Substack coming out that's probably going to be bi-weekly. More of the analytical hot takes, longer, more fleshed out than uh, our shit that gets banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we appreciate all you guys coming over with the, the exodus from the last page, and you know, hope you stick around. <laughs>